What's up, what's up? It's your favorite sex and relationship coach, aka the pussy fairy, Azaria Menezes. So obviously you've landed on the juiciest podcast if you're listening to Getting Intimate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you have a pussy or you're a mom or you're in a relationship and you're looking to increase that pleasure and orgasm factor in the bedroom with yourself, with your body or in your relationship, or maybe you just want your pussy wet and your relationships to be the cherry on top of your Sunday sex ice cream, listen to this podcast. I'll be sharing all of my knowledge, all of my ideas, my experiences, and thoughts on this podcast with you so that you can invite new perspectives and way more essential excitement into your life. As always, try anything I say on for size and see what you like and leave the rest. Let's get intimate. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode on getting intimate. Okay, so this episode is so freaking good because... I have so many couples coming to me in regards to this topic. A lot of the couples work I do, a lot of the common struggles or complaints or difficulties or edges that I hear is this conversation around desires matching up and libidos matching up and turn-ons, right? Especially in long-term relationships, where you get to a point where you feel like, okay, the excitement and the hormones have dropped a little bit and we're finding together into our routine. So if you are so curious on how to get your libido to match up or how to increase your desire for each other or what it even means when your desires are mismatched or when you feel like you aren't turned on in your long-term relationship, this is the episode for you. So let's get intimate. Okay, so let's talk about this. Mismatched libidos, mismatched desires is literally the most common thing in couples. Like it is the thing that comes up, right, in a coaching container. It comes up in all of the questions I get. It is so common. And for those of you that are experiencing this or have experienced this in the past or are just even curious about what to do if this comes up for you, know that it is normal. It's actually more uncommon to be in a relationship with somebody or, right, spend time with somebody and have your libidos match up exactly the same every single time. Like, life doesn't work like that. And our bodies are different. Our desires are different. The way we respond to certain factors in our life is different, right? So of course our libidos are going to vary. And so when we look at libido, when we look at desire, when we look at things like turn on, right? We we want to look at obviously stressors. We want to look at any medications that we're taking. We want to look at how our mental health is doing, what our emotional well-being is doing, if there's any big changes in our life what's going on with our hormones, all of those things, right? All of those things. And then there's another layer deeper to that where we look at how am I relating to my partner? How am I relating to this person that I am engaging with, right? In erotic play. Is there resentment that I'm holding on to? Is there uh, something that I am not sharing with them? Am I holding shame around my desires, right? Is there things in my previous relationship that I'm 
maybe bringing with into this relationship that I'm scared to share? Is there any past trauma that I've experienced or have I experienced any type of limiting sexual experiences, right? What have I learned about sexuality? How has my upbringing affected this? How has uh, the media I've consumed affected this? So there's that other deeper layer of it. And if we go even deeper, right? How do I relate to my turn on? How do I relate to my own body? How do I feel around enoughness and worthiness and how I feel about myself, right? So all of these things can contribute to how we show up in the bedroom. All of these things can contribute how turned on we are in the bedroom, right? And if we distill desire and excitement and turn on, We also can't forget that we have to think about the non-sexual ways that we experience desire, the non-sexual ways that we get turned on. What are you doing in your life right now? Are you feeling inspired in your life? Are you feeling alive in your life? Are you feeling alive in your body, right? Or are you feeling simply quite fucking bored of your life or uninspired or you're just feeling like you're stuck in the mundane? Everything, as you can tell, right, can affect your sex life. It's not just a simple mechanical process that happens in the body. It's not just something that you can turn on and off with a light switch. Wouldn't that be so easy, right? But it's not. There are so many things that can contribute to that. So when we look at low libido, when we look at desire, when we look at things like turn on, when we look at okay, what is it that is going to support me to drop into my turn-on, to welcome this turn-on in my body? There can be so many factors. So we also want to take into account that our body is expected by society's expectations, by the expectations that are in the media, by a lot of expectations that are out there in the world, even stuff that we have around ourselves is like we expect ourselves to be in this turned on state all the time whenever our partner has desire or whenever there's like a certain time that's passed and it just doesn't make sense for the body because the body isn't following any expectations quote-unquote it's really following its natural rhythm it's really following its own needs, right? Our body has its own intelligence and it knows when it needs rest. It knows when it needs that integration time. It knows when it needs quiet, right? It knows when it needs that invitation to focus on yourself, right? So within that, we have something that I've spoken about so much on this podcast, but I really, really want to remind you, and for those of you who haven't listened to any of the episodes before, and for those who've been tuning in for a little while, this is just such a good reminder, to integrate that knowledge, right, uh, that's taken from Taoism is the idea of seasons, right? The idea of seasons in your life. And when we apply this to our sexuality, right? We have our season of winter, which is quiet and introspective and slow and loving, right? And a lot of time spent with yourself, a lot of time spent healing, a lot of time spent quieting down the mind, the body, the desire, 
And then we have spring where our body notices that it's like thawing, right? There's this, there's this hint of inspiration. There's this curiosity. There's this excitement and you notice more energy flowing in your body. You notice more thoughts of desire coming back in. You notice more like sexual energy awakening, right? There's like the shift of like, ooh, I feel good. And then we have a phase of summer where it's like, yes, oh my gosh, I'm so horny. I am full of desire. I am wanting to be well fucked. I am fully in my body's like heat and sexual energy. And then we have fall, right? The slowing down again, the integrating. You notice that you're like shifting down a gear, preparing for winter. And so all of these seasons happen within our sexuality, right? And our expectation lays so deep in the desire to constantly be in a summer, to constantly be turned on, to constantly be a yes to sex, a yes to full desire. And when we stay or when we actually place this expectation on our bodies all the time, right, eventually it will try to do the thing where it just automatically restarts and it automatically shuts off because there's this point of like, oh my gosh, at some point I need rest, right? And then what can happen is with this pressure of expectation to constantly be turned on, to constantly perform, to constantly be this, be that, otherwise we won't be enough, otherwise we're broken, otherwise we're fucked up, otherwise we're this, we're that, we're that we shut down our our sexual energy, our sexual fire, it can shut down, right? Adding all of those other layers that I spoke about before with past experiences, stress, medication, uh, all of those things, right? Our body is so intelligent and our body knows when we need rest. Our body knows when we need that integration. And so sometimes what can happen is our libido just dips. It takes a dip, right? And when we experience this, it's almost like, okay, so now I feel no desire. So now I feel nothing. And when is it ever going to come back? But we're still going into it with that expectation of demanding our body to perform a certain way. And now we make our bodies wrong for it. And now we make ourselves wrong for it. And then it adds to that frustration. It adds to that resentment to ourselves, right? And maybe we place that onto our partners or maybe we feel like we have disappointed ourselves or we didn't show up in the way that we wanted to. And so the secret here, it's not really a secret to be honest. It's like a practice. It is a practice of learning how to serve yourself in these seasons in your sexuality right? And these seasons, the seasons changing can be affected by stress. They can be affected by your mood. They can be affected by a cycle. If you have one monthly cycle and they don't have to coincide with the seasons of the year at all, they're personal to you, right? And so understanding, understanding your body, first of all, right? And knowing like, Ooh, I'm feeling a little less desire these days. And it feels like I'm going into a winter, 
What is it that my body's actually asking for right now? What is it that I want in these slower, low libido seasons, right? Maybe I just want so many snuggles. Maybe I just need some skin to skin, naked, right? Maybe I would love to have more baths with my partner or more showers together, right? There is a way that you can still maintain your sexual energy and your sexual excitement and your desire with intention even if you don't have the desire to have sex in whatever way that looks like for you. So you can think about all of the ways that you want to be supported in these seasons of low desire or even high desire like oh my god I'm moving into a phase where I am so horny and I want you and also this desire is so strong that I need to take care of myself because I'm just a yes all the time for this in this phase and it might be short, it might be long, but it's important to kind of take care of my body, myself, and also think about different ways you can use that sexual energy, right? You can use it for exercising. You can use it for your business, getting really creative, right? You can use it for starting new projects. It doesn't mean that you have to use that sexual energy for sex, unless you want to. Like, okay, we love being in that stage, so why not use it for that? But I'm also giving you some alternative ways to think about your sexual energy. Think about the different ways you can you can utilize it, right? Because it is really powerful to be in a season of full inspiration where you feel more confident, where you feel more alive, where you feel more joy, right? Because our sexual energy isn't just there to feed our sex lives. The beautiful thing about sexual energy is it is also there to feed all aspects of our life. Just like All of these aspects of our life can affect our sex life. We can use our sexual energy to affect all of those aspects of our life. We can use it to affect our vitality, our our creativity, our stamina, our joy, our radiance, our energy, our relationships. There's so many ways that we can utilize this. And it doesn't mean that we have to stay and expect ourselves to stay in this all the time. And so when we learn how to like harness this energy, and for those of you who are listening, you're like, this is way too fucking woo-woo for me. And uh, it's sounding a little bit like esoteric. Think about those moments where you feel so fucking confident in yourself. You're just feeling good. Like you wake up, you listen to your favorite song, you're jamming, you're feeling so good, you're feeling sexy. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yes, today I'm going to fucking slay, right? Maybe even comparable to those times when you're ovulating. If you do ovulate, if you haven't ovulated before, just think about those moments where you just feel like the bomb, right? Those are the moments where you are full of sexual energy. Those are the moments where you are oozing something, magnetism, right? You're oozing radiance. People notice it. They can see it. They can feel it, right? And so that is what I am speaking and referring to when we're talking about utilizing our sexual energy, our drive, right? And then there are moments where we feel slow, where we feel quiet, where we want to spend time with ourselves, where we need to ground, right? Because if you compare those two energies, it is 
high and low. But also maintaining that high can be extremely exhausting and taxing on our body. And it's not that we can't continuously cultivate it, right? But we actually need those times of slowness to heal. Just like we spend time in the day being awake and we spend some time sleeping at night, right? It's that cycle of resting and activating, healing and doing, right? So we want to find that balance also within our sex life and find a way to really honor all of these phases. And so when our libidos and our relationship aren't matching up, right? It's just different times that we are in. And it doesn't mean just because we're in a relationship, our sex drive has to match up. And even just me in the work that I do every single day with all the freaking tools I have possible, this is not something that happens in my relationship. It is very exciting when it matches up, but it's actually quite rare. It doesn't mean that we're not a yes to sex. Sometimes it just means that it looks different according to what I need, right? And when you start to understand what your body actually needs in that moment, right? It might feel like you are having less sex because you are a no to maybe having sex when you would have been a yes when you weren't paying attention to your body. But actually, you are contributing to a yes to the sex that you actually desire, that your body wants, that is nourishing you, right? And that can build and build and build and build. And you might find that your sex life will then increase and shift into the way that you are having sex. Like you might be finding that you'll have sex way more once you really get into that groove of understanding your body's needs. So this is something that comes up so much is like, what do we do when our libidos are mismatched and I'm turned on and my partner's turned off and we don't want to get into this rejection cycle and then one of us is avoiding it and then one of us starts feeling really guilty and then we don't approach it anymore or when we do it, we just feel like, oh, this is not what I want. Like, I don't know, it just, right? Like our body starts inviting tension and it just can get like blown up and it just can become this huge thing. And number one, I really want to fucking validate anyone who is going through this right now. It is so tough to feel like you're laying next to the person you love But there is no desire. And of course, if they're feeling this desire for you, it can be really tricky to navigate those spaces, right? It can feel so conflicting. And it can feel really challenging because maybe part of you feels like, oh my gosh, I'm not able to meet this person's needs. And oh my gosh, something must be wrong with me. Like, why am I not freaking turned on by this person that I love, right? And So we're just taking a moment to validate that because it is, it does feel really frustrating. It feels isolating. It feels oftentimes lonely. And there are so many ways to navigate this particular thing that comes up and also just start understanding your own desire and your own needs. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips and how you can navigate this. Okay, so number one is understanding what it is that fucking gets you going. What it is that turns you on? What it is that lights you the fuck up? And we're not only just applying this to 
your sex life, but we're also applying this to everything outside of it. So things that turn me on is having really aesthetic visuals in my bedroom, things that inspire turn on, things that inspire luxury, things that inspire like this excitement, right? This allure, this like, ooh, right? And so for me, it's really important to have an environment within my bedroom or within my home, or if you're ever in my office, you'll know exactly what I mean. But it's like things that inspire me to feel excited, things that inspire me to feel turned on. And sometimes for some people, that's like a walk out in nature, right? Sometimes that's just like quietness and stillness. Sometimes it's like, ooh, I just want to see beautiful aesthetic decorations in my house or I love these like velvet bed sheets or something like that right so something that actually turns you on and gets you excited think about the food that is delicious for you think about chewing your food slowly really indulging in those things right maybe you are used to doing things with so much urgency or maybe you're rushing everywhere or right like think about how you can really slow things down so slowly looking at what in your life right now is contributing and also taking away from allowing you to fully relax from allowing you to fully tune into your body and receive because like the days are long okay They're so busy. We're always in a rush. We don't take a lot of time to tune into our bodies. We think about it, but like, you know, right? So even just thinking about the way you wake up, how could you invite more slowness, more intention into the way you wake up? Don't get up and grab your phone right away. Maybe put some, like maybe change your alarm to your favorite Spotify playlist, right? Or maybe grab one of those beautiful like candles before you go to bed and light one and then just take some time to journal and then blow your candle out and then go to sleep or spray your pillow with lavender spray like whatever right like whatever actually contributes to feeling more relaxed especially in the bedroom is really going to signal to your body that we're winding down we're slowing down right it's in this that we tend to understand number one where we're holding tension and where we can release tension and then actually understand like where our libido is and where we're at in our desire number two is figuring out what things turn you on sexually right and we can also even dissect this and make it about all the things that happen before and all the things that happen after and all the things that happen during because most of the time we think at what turns me on during sex right but like what turns you on before the sex happens what turns you on even before the foreplay so for me like this has to start from the moment i wake up right from the moment i open my eyes and I think about like, ooh, today would be a really, really good day to be turned on. And I feel it in my body, right? It starts with that, like maybe looking in the mirror and just adorning my body and asking for my partner to affirm my body while I look in the mirror and grab my breasts and give them a good squeeze or kiss my neck, right? And share with me all the things that they love about me without having that like 
pressure to think about anything sexual later. Something else that really supports me to get into my body is having like my bed really nice and setting up the room and like creating the ambiance, right? That is a huge thing that is actually non-sexual but really contributes to the sexual experience later on. Uh, Having like all of the things off of my to-do list and checklist and then also committing to doing the rest the next day, right? Like making that mental thing so you're not thinking about all the things that you didn't do, da 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 da, before you do it, right? And also having a lot of alone time together, putting the kids to bed early and having that like alone time before we just go to like, okay, the kids are to bed, okay, let's do it because we only have like a couple minutes, right? Like that, that is not gonna get me anywhere. And so think about in your life, what are the things that will apply to you in your life to actually create an environment for you to drop into your turn on and your body number three would be dropping those expectations of the sex that is supposed to happen and thinking about ooh, what kind of experience would i want tonight and asking your partner what kind of experience do you want tonight and how can we collaborate on this right You don't even have to go into full-on detail about what that experience is, but if you think of like a general feeling that you want to feel like, I want to feel loved tonight, or I want to feel appreciated, or I want to feel sexy, or I want to feel kinky, or I want to feel like dominant or naughty, right? Think about those kind of themes and think about how you want to embody that rather than okay, we're going to have sex. Because really, when you think about feeling, for instance, sensual, then your brain is going to go and think about all of the ways you could make this evening sensual. Like, oh, maybe we should get the oils out, right? Maybe we should get the lighting really low. Maybe we should go really slow. Maybe we should spend like 15 minutes just snuggling and kissing. And let's promise each other there is no expectation to have sex at this point, right? And so this is a way to build that anticipation and allow it to unfold over a certain amount of time, even in those periods where you are not in the mood and your libido isn't matching up, right? There are always ways to support each other even if you're not in the mood, right? It's really about finding time to spend together intentionally whether that's sensually, sexually, without that like buildup or expectation that it has to get to a certain sexual experiences, right? Because this is where it gets really tricky to navigate, but it's like, I want to spend intentional time with you that is really sensual and sexual. And maybe you feel like you want to get off. I can absolutely support you in that. And if you could support me in feeling relaxed and loved and luscious, then that is exactly the same amount or worth as your desire and you getting off right now. Does that make sense? Oftentimes we really compare our desires to like the end goal of sex. And it feels like if we don't want that, it's not the same or it's not equal or something's wrong with us because we're not turned on. But 
we really want to look at pleasure and different types of pleasure and really place them on an equal playing level, right? Like they're all different ways of feeling pleasure, of inviting pleasure into our body. And we don't want to create like a hierarchy when it comes to erotic experiences or different ways of feeling pleasure that are non-sexual or sexual. We want to find a way to really honor where we're at. And the more we do this, the more we actually allow our bodies, right, to slowly release that tension, slowly be like, oh, okay, it feels safe to ask for my desires, even if they're not what my partner wants right now. And it is safe for me to feel this way. It is safe for me to relax. It is safe for me to ask for what I need, right? And the more safety we create in our bodies, the more safety we create in the communication and the way we express our needs and the way we ask our partner to support us in our needs and our cycles and our waxes and waning of desire and libido and all of those things, right? The more we're going to contribute to finding a really yummy, delicious, hot, sexy balance in our turn on because the safer you feel in your body, the more turned on you're going to feel, right? Because the more capacity you'll have to actually ask for your needs and your body will find back in that balance, right? And this is this is kind of the trick in it all, right? It's like finding out what it is that we actually need, understanding those moments of our body's intelligence, And when we talk about our body's intelligence, I'm really speaking about those little moments when your body's whispering to you, when it's like, oh my gosh, I really want to integrate this experience from the past. And it comes like this thought or this feeling comes up every time I engage in intimacy or, oh my gosh, I'm just totally not in the mood and I'm really, really, really exhausted and I don't have any time for myself, but I guess I'm just going to push through and please my partner because I love them. And yeah, let's just do that. Right. Or oh my gosh, I am feeling really, really, really horny, but my partner doesn't want anything to do with sex. So I guess I'm just going to like hold it all in and hope that they ask me and initiate sex while knowing that they might not, right? And so these are the little ways our body is whispering to us and letting us know what it needs, right? And so when we quiet down and we start to really spend time with our bodies, our bodies are so intelligent. Our body's timing knows exactly what to do, when to do it. And the more we trust our bodies, the more we create the safety, right? The more it's going to obviously give back to us in radiance and vitality, right? And joy. And these are all of the ingredients that contribute to a thriving sexual energy, that contribute to a beautiful, rich experience and also beautiful, rich, abundant sexuality in our life. So I know this was a ton of information, but I hope you can see how all of these little things actually play into our libidos and our desires. And when we come together as two people in a relationship or as more people in a relationship, right? We're not just matching up our desire for each other. We're matching up our past experiences, our stories, our beliefs, our moods, 
our nervous systems, like everything, right? Everything. And we're hoping that it's exactly going to match up. Well, mm, I'm here to tell you that it probably might not. But when we find and create a space to honor our desires, honor our cycles, and use the language, right, of the seasons to be to check in with each other, to be like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm noticing that I'm actually falling into a winter now. And I have a list of these things that feel really good for me in winter. So if you're cool with supporting me in this, um, where are you at? Like what season are you in? How do you feel in your body, right? And you can kind of collaborate together using this really, really easy language around your sexuality and find different ways to honor where you're at. And you might notice that you're shifting out of these seasons and cycling through them a lot faster. And depending on what's happening in your life, you can also notice when you're staying in these seasons a little longer. So you can figure out, okay, like what type of support do I need to really move me through this season because I feel like things are actually really stagnant and there is like a bigger reason for me staying in a winter for a really long time, right? So just kind of giving you an idea of how to support each other more deeply throughout your desires, throughout your turn-ons and a really big invitation is to just figure out where you're turned on what turns you on what in your life right if you're if you're having low libido or if you're having high libido figure out what those things are that are either turning you on or not turning you on they're adding to the stress that are taking away from your joy your life force energy your sexual like vibrance right think about all of those things and think about like all of the ways that you can add to it Think about all of the ways that you can feel fully supported in your sexuality because a thriving sexuality does not always mean that you want to have sex 24 hours a day. Like that's, mm, I mean, if it, if that's what it means to you, yes, right? But if we think about it, a thriving sexuality just means feeling so balanced and so good within your own body, right? Figuring out what your normal is, figuring out what your like barometer is in a thriving sexuality and kind of being at a space where you aren't placing any expectations on your sexuality and you're embracing every phase of your sexuality. So I hope this podcast episode is super helpful and super inspiring for those of you who are finding yourself in your long-term relationship where you're feeling like your libidos aren't matching up or you're feeling frustrated with your body Um, I want you to know that you're not alone and there are so many ways to just feel excited and just switch things up, right? If you're, if you're not feeling excited about your sex life, think about like, what would be the thing that could really shift things at the moment and trying to, to activate something different within that. If you feel like you've been stuck for a really long time. Um, I also have a really incredible couples course called Intimacy Made Easy that is just like filled with different types of date nights, different like fun experiences that you can take in your bedroom and just create the most exhilarating like ooh juicy hot date nights ever and you can do these whenever you want. You can just pick one, you pick a theme and then you go for it and you have 12 months of access. So this is great for couples in long-term relationships who just want like a toolbox to spice things up and to try new things and to try new massage techniques and 
to try new like genital stimulation techniques and new role play things and new kinky things, right? And just figure out some way to spice things up. And this course really speaks to like the different ways that we connect in intimacy. So not just like physical intimacy, but also intellectual intimacy, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, um, creative intimacy, like, ooh, there are so many ways, as I said in this whole podcast episode, to like get creative in your sex life that don't specifically have to do with sex. There's so many options for you and I want you to know for those folks out there who are experiencing mismatched libidos on a regular basis or are stuck in a cycle of mismatched libidos, there is so much that you can do to just support yourself and your sexuality and your sexuality doesn't have to match up all the time and there are so many ways to just like have fun right in your sex life and create that like spaciousness and create that room for being creative and having some quiet time and having it be romantic and also super fucking passionate if you want that as well and we don't have to figure all of this out on our own right this is something that we've never really learned in school we haven't learned how to be in our pleasure we haven't learned about our desire cycles and how to approach this in a relationship so like reach out to your coaches right reach out for resources listen to podcasts like this like get your spicy little like courses and there are so many ways to have fun and get creative and don't be shy to like reach out because we want to we wanna get to a place where we can release this shame of having to be in a summer all the time and then having to like figure it out all of ourselves and then just feeling really frustrated and feeling like we can't because yeah, it's not something that we're intrinsically born to know with in the world that we live in today. So if you have any further questions on this, or if my uh, juicy little hot online course has sparked your desire, let me know. Uh, hit me up on Instagram or send me an email. Visit me on my website. All the infos in the show notes or at the end of this podcast. And let me know because there are so many ways that we can navigate this. If you want to work through like any coaching, if you want to really understand the stories and past experiences that contribute to your desire, right? Because oftentimes there's things that we want to work through, like limiting sexual experiences or just blocks that we feel we've just hit our intimacy edge. We can't go any further. There's just something there that we don't know how to move through. We can always do coaching. I have a one-month coaching package where we work together for four weeks in an intensive and we tackle the thing that's holding you back in your sex life. So that's it for this week i'm sending you so 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 much love and sending you all a giant hug and also just a good little reminder that your sexuality is first and foremost for you only okay and your sexuality is sacred your sexuality is beautiful in all of its cycles in all of them in all of them. It is fucking holy. It is fucking magnificent. It is perfect. It is enough. And the more time you start to understand your sexuality, the more time you spend with your own body and your own desires, 
Let me tell you, the more it will give back to you because your body wants to thrive. Your sexuality wants to thrive. And when we create space for that to happen, for it to heal, for us to integrate, for us to just have so much fun with our sexuality in all of the different ways, right? The more joy you'll get out of it. So sending you lots of love and see you next week. And that's a wrap on another episode of Getting Intimate. I hope you got exactly what you needed today in this podcast and that you can find more ways to bring more juicy connection to yourself, your relationships, your body, and your sexuality. I hope you're feeling inspired and I want you to remember, take what feels really yummy and ditch the rest. Everything I'm offering on this podcast is in service of your greatest pleasure and thriving. And as the Pussy Fairy, it's my duty to bring you more exquisite pleasure. If you want to get in touch, come find me on my website at www.azariamenezes.com. And I have tons of ways you can work with me. You can say hi or you can even ask a question. I would be so happy to hear from you. You can also subscribe to my email for a juicy gift and come find me on Instagram at azaria.menezes. Either way, I'm sending you all the juicy vibes for your week ahead.